Hello, and welcome to Stacia Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford and joined as always by my friend and yours, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how are you today? I'm great, Justin. Thank you very much for asking. How are you? I'm not doing bad. I was rounding up Coco just before the show, so I'm a little discombobulated, but that's fine. We'll get into it. Uh, first off, I wanted to start with a little bit of follow-up. Uh, I wanted to kind of say sorry to everybody who's listening and also felt like I was a super privileged get last week because we were talking about our collections and I realized I have a lot of them. And certainly in the episode, in the edit, I just wanted to acknowledge that, yes, uh, both Stu and I are very privileged. We've both been afforded uh, some wonderful opportunities which have allowed us to... Well, that in a certain age and everything like that, we've accumulated a bunch of things. And I, I don't think we acknowledged last week uh, how privileged we are to have the problems we do of all the things in our lives. Truly first world problems. Yeah, it, it really is. So, you know, I, I wanted to, um, you know, acknowledge that, um, you know, I wasn't going to go up and slap stew or anything. We've had enough of that over the last week. <laughs> Oh, I'm forever getting slapped. If not, if not by you, then by someone. <laughs> um, also, uh, we got a, a lovely email from Vance, uh, who was actually, it was uh, for the episode the week before. We didn't get it until we recorded last week. Um, but he had uh, an inspiration that he shared with us for letting stuff go. Because, well, Vance is dealing with collections and things like that, that we are as well. There's a old Zen habits post from Leah, Leo Babachua. Is that how you say that, Stu? You're a language guy. I've, I, I'm not sure. I think it's Babauta, but uh, he's, uh, that he's been around for forever. Uh, he's very sort of, well, he's very Zen. Uh, it's, it's a good site. You should have a look. I don't know him. I haven't, well, apart from the one article that I did read from fans here how to let go of any possession. And it's a sort of blog post on that. Uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes. And Vance uh, pointed out it, he found it useful to remind himself as he tackles decluttering and thinking of decluttering. That is a great read. Uh, I loved it too. Thank you very much, Vance. I will put it in the show notes so you can all go and take a read of that yourself. I, and I will too. Mm, cool. My follow-up, it's very exciting, Justin. Well, it's exciting for me, uh, probably not for the dear listener, Ooh. but uh, I, I ran a shortcut, and it worked. I now have a shortcut that is recording station readjustment. So I hit that, and all sorts of great stuff happened. Well, not a, not a lot. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's a shortcut on the Mac. It opens up uh, my recording uh, weapon of choice, and get this it opens up a template so that i don't have to rejig all my settings the settings are now fixed so if they're no good <laughs> you, you'll have to tell me what to change and it opens up uh the it doesn't open the, the dock because that's far too complicated but it does open up the, the uh safari so i can then open the dock and it opens up the um signal that we chat on wow uh, and it puts everything into focus mode so for me, this is huge. This is, you know, me automating a little bit and getting familiar. I'm very pleased with myself. You know, for me as the, uh, I've been described as what you call me, a picky editor before, Stu. I, I can't imagine who would say such a thing. Uh, there is a certain point of me that imagines trusting automation with audio. It just makes me really nervous of what file I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, well, I still do a little test before I actually speak to you. Oh, thank God. I was getting all nervous there. Ah, congratulations. I have not tried any shortcuts on the Mac. Then again, I don't really use them on iOS either. So, uh, you know, if there's a way to throw money at a problem and run other stuff to do shortcuts, uh, that's kind of the way I go back to our episode on utilities. That's kind of how I do it. Mm -hmm. How is it running a shortcut? Easy. Oh, I, I, so far it worked. And then I, I noticed that I hadn't opened up signal. So I put that into the shortcut and that worked. So I, I, I just, I, I'm 
call me call me Tichi. I'll be uh, automating everything. Wow. The making of breakfast, the playing of golf. I won't even go to the golf course. I'll just, I'll, I'll send my clubs on their own. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've even opened shortcuts on Mac. Isn't that terrible to admit to on a productivity podcast? <laughs> we should move on before I get in trouble. Uh, what's your tool of the week, Stu? Tool of the week for me? Oh, it was time blocking. So uh, I mentioned last week Foglietto, uh, the, little, the little index cards that uh, I've started playing with. Mm-hmm. They have um, there are six designs of cards. So they have a sort of dot card. They have a blank card. They have a grid card. They have a lined card. They have uh, what you might call a list card. And then the final one is kind of ruled. So it has uh, a little ruler down the side. Uh, which sort of just begs to be used as a timescale. Uh, so it's only a suggestion, but it looks like you should write at the top whatever your sort of start time is. So I, I write, uh, what do I do? I, I think I do eight to eight, something like that, down the left-hand side. And it gives me a little little time block. So I take my my list of key tasks for the day, my intentions, and I actually go, okay, well, that's the most important one. So I'm going to put it in those hours there. I'm going for lunch with the wife there, so I'll put that there. And boom, there you go. I'm, I'm sort of David Sparks-esque, time-blocking for Britain. Very oh. exciting. Wow, lovely. So do you still use a list at all, like the analog thing, or have you just gone to time-blocking and putting all of your items into a time-block now? I have the list and the time-block side-by-side. Oh, okay. So two cards. So. Yeah, because the list is the intention. That's right. Okay, I want to get this done. I want to get that done. And then I might have a couple of things that are sort of nice to have, maybes. And then next to it, I have the time block where I'm planning for those things to happen. All right. So the question, because I'm a nerd, how are you displaying these on your desk? Because I'm thinking two cards aren't going to fit into your analog block. Uh, well, Foglietto has its own stands. Um, it has oh. it has a small one and it has a large one. They, both will work uh, for two cards. Um, the large would probably take three or four, actually. But they are it's a different approach from analog. So analog is very opinionated. The stands from from Foglietto, the the slot, if you like, for the card is at the back. Um, I'll have to get some links for all this stuff, but the, the slot is at the back. And then in front of that, you have some little pen holes, but you have a variety of sizes. So there's a couple that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, I don't know if this works over in, in camp. Do you have Pritt sticks? Uh, no, I don't know what those are. It's like a little glue stick. Oh, okay. I know what a glue stick is. Yes. Because what, 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 one of the holes looks big enough for that, because you certainly couldn't find a pen that would, would stand up in that. Um, but in front of that, you also have a little slot where you can put your mobile phone if you wanted to, and a little rest for your pen. And so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's much more multifunctional than mm-hmm. the analog is, which is a strength and a weakness all in one. All right. I'm just on Nero's notes and I see that you have the small ones in stock. Uh-huh. Sold out to the big ones. That's always a good problem to have isn't it yeah we've got some more on the way next week okay so i i could see there'll be a link in the show notes to this if anybody wants to see these it makes sense i i could see certainly why you're talking about those big holes and kind of wondering what they're for <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's it's kind of like somebody designing it went uh what should we do we've got a small one there we've got a medium let's just put a big big one let's put a big circle that'd be great Hey, Joe, what's what's the next size uh, drill bit you've got? Okay, let's use that one. Yeah, kind of, because you think, you know, I mean, maybe you could put an eraser in there or a sharpener, you know. I, it's it, it's To me, it's more Gallic. Even as I said that, I was shrugging my shoulders. I was going, well, you could put, you know, an eraser or maybe, a, I don't know, a, a glue stick, whatever you want. It could be very French about the whole thing. <laughs> cool. Uh, they're actually pretty. Um, mm, I see what you mean about them being bigger as well, so that you could put more on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the the, the bigger one. Uh, I've got both. <laughs> me being me, uh, because I've got two workstations as well. I've got one. I, I've, I'm experimenting. So the big one has now gone to my analog desk, which I guess makes more sense. And the little one sits here uh, at my uh, Mac Mini. Uh, but it means you can put more pens out. I mean, 
the benefits go on forever. You know, we're talking about collections last week. Stu is making one of (laughs) wooden stands for his desk. Well, the good news for any uh, listeners, your side of the pond is that I have done a little bit of matchmaking and got uh, Foglietto and Brad Dowdy together so that they can have a little chat about uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it. And maybe he, he'll give them some advice on uh, some good retailers for the States because appreciate buying it from Europe or from even from the UK. It's shipping and customs and all that jazz. Mm. Cool. Cool. All right. See, I forgot. I forgot even now what I was going to talk about. I'm so into this. <laughs> Foglietto. It's, you know what it's like? You open up an internet tab. I guess this is why I don't do YouTube because I'll be there for, you know, all, all day. Oh, look, look, clicky, clicky, clicky. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what's your, what's your tool of the week? Mine was planning my day. So it sort of comes back to what we were talking, what you've been talking about as far as making sure that you actually go through and use your today card, whatever that looks like. I had a day the other day where I had sort of one important thing that I needed to do in the morning. And I was uh, excited, may not be quite the right word, but I was enthused enough to get started on that project right away. And it was only a couple of hour project. It was important. But what I did was I skipped doing any of my normal planning for the morning. And what I ended up doing was I was like a leaf floating in the wind. I had no direction. I was checking this email and that email and boy, was it a, if I look back on it, it was a useless day. I did not do anything value adding. You know, I, I cleaned up my email. I organized some stuff. I cleaned up my desktop, I, all these neat little things. But when I sat back at the end of the day and said, what did I do today? Well, I did the one project and nothing else of value. And so even when you start the day, knowing exactly what you want to do, I really recommend going and, and taking that part, setting your intentions for the day, what you want to do. It's really important. Otherwise you just uh, like me, I, I was rudderless and floating in the wind. Yeah. And I think, you know, if, if it does happen to you, as it does, uh, did to Justin, uh, when you catch it, cause you will, at some point you'll go, Oh, hang on. What am I doing? Take a moment, <laughs> literally push yourself back from the desk, take five minutes and go, right, hang on. I need to reset here. Mm. Grab yourself a card, whatever system you're using. I mean, whether it be electronic or, or analog and say, right, okay. It's now 11 o'clock. What am I going to do with the rest of my day? And, and rescue it that way. Because if you, if you don't, then as, as Justin said, you get to the end of the day going, hmm, well, I'm tired. I'm finished, but I don't know what I've finished. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly I was, I was busy. Oh, sure. You know, and that, that's, a, that's a fun part of it is, boy, was, I felt like I was busy. But when I actually sat back and did my reflection at the end of the day, I went, oh, that was not a particularly productive day. So yeah. anyway, it's always fun. What are you using to write with this week, Stu? Oh, my pen, my pen and ink of the week, uh, is, um, it's a pen that I don't use enough. Uh, so it's a Faber-Castell E-Motion. That's E-Motion. <laughs> See what they did there? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's made from precious resin croco black so it's a sort of crocodile skin imitation thing uh with a big silver cap uh this is a chunk of pen it's a big heavy pen unsurprisingly uh i've got it in a in a broad nib mm-hmm. and i've got it filled with my my inkwell ink which is the diamine blue black and it's lovely it's I, like i say it's, it's a lovely pen to write with very smooth Faber-Castell and Pelican always appeal to me, I think, because their nibs are all so reliable. And this is a wet writer, which is my favorite. And the ink is, well, it's terribly serious. It's very, I feel very important when I write in blue-black. Oh, and, and this is an important-looking pen with all the, the silver and black it. It, it would it would go very nicely in your suit pocket as you go back to England. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a this is a corporate heavy hitter pen. Uh, it's nice. I really like it. I've got to say. What about you? What are you using? Something something a little bit more out there, I imagine. 
Well, I got, I've got a new pen this week, Stu. <gasps> you get frittering away the, the Twyford billions, aren't you? Well, you know, when we, when we talk about collections, um, apparently um, the mailman wants to help me um, be a privileged git. <laughs> uh, I have a Visconti Homo sapiens. Uh, the Bronze Age, which is rather lovely. Now, you've you've seen these before, I'm sure. They're mm-hmm. a lava pen encased in resin. Uh, surprisingly, they're super smooth, but because it's made of stone, it's incredibly heavy. So it's surprisingly heavy. Uh, the absolute joy of this pen, it's got a 23-carat palladium nib, uh, two-tone, but Visconti I've stayed away from for a long time because, well, their nibs are quality control is, let's call it horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody I know who has a pen loves the pen, but hates the nib because it doesn't write well. This one has been tuned by Mark Backus into a blade shape, which is his version of a Naginata Togi grind, which is, well, it's a blade shape. So depending on the angle that you're writing, it actually gives you different thicknesses. Weirdly enough, this is only a fine nib, so it's not particularly thick at the best of time. But at a high angle, this is one of the finest nibs outside of Japanese that I have. So it's absolutely beautiful uh, because it's a new pen. Well, I'm boring. I always like to start a new pen with my go-to ink because I want to figure out how does this pen actually write? I know how this sure. ink performs. So mm-hmm. I, I tend to stay with the Mont Blanc line, but I already have some Mont Blanc um, inked up at the moment. So I chose the Royal Blue for this one, which is quite striking. It's it's brilliant and blue, much like the links in our show notes. It's really pretty. So I, I absolutely love this. Um, getting used to the weight of the pen. I, I've been using acrylic pens for the last little while. So uh, this feels quite heavy in my hands, but it, it's it's such a lovely writer that I'm I'm quite tickle pink with it actually. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice that this sort of pen and ink of the week is a is a great uh, it's a great habit to get into because I what it means is I have three or four on the go now, but there's always one rotating. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's quite bizarre. I've just put down the emotion, um, that big sort of chunky pen. It's it's lying there on a notebook, looking very regal, and then picked up a sort of lurid green safari which is is, it's like the opposite end of the pen spectrum but just as much fun to write with exactly and you know as we talked about last week uh, both of us have a sizable number of fountain pens and and going through some of those and getting some enjoyment out of those is it's it's amazing you know when you you have the recency bias you know this visconti for example it just came in last week so i've been enjoying it for this week but going back and picking up something that I enjoyed five, seven years ago, something like that, is just a way, a lovely way to rediscover a pen and have some fun with it. And I really, really enjoy that process. So it's cool. Splendid. All right. We've got, we got a cool topic this week. This is a stew topic because it has a hashtag in it. Yeah. Hashtag EDC. There you go. That's it. I was going to say to half the listeners now, uh, if you're waiting for, for Justin and I to go through our gun collection, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, hashtag just saying. Carry on, Justin. All right. I will um, keep that in mind then. My first question is, what is EDC, Stu? Um, that's, that's, I think I remember what that was from a couple of years ago, because my EDC at the moment is just picking up whatever tools I left on my desk. <laughs> yeah. Kind kind of is that too. Uh, I'm, I'm, in a very similar position. And the reason it's on my mind is my wife starts, you know, worrying about what clothes she's going to take away with her. I start worrying about stationery. <laughs> it's the only thing I start, like, well, what station am I going to take? Oh, what bag am I going to carry? Oh, well, am I going to meetings? I mean, what am I going to be wearing? Am I going to be wearing a suit? Am I going to be wearing jeans? Am I going to, oh, and the whole thing goes off in a big spiral. So hopefully by the end of today, I'll have worked out what I'm taking. Cool. Cool. So I guess my first question is, do you have any pocket carry? Uh, not anymore, really, um, because of where I live. It's very hot. 
uh, that's that's not a bad thing. Um, so uh, to give you some sort of idea, I know we've been talking about weather every episode. Um, summer's arrived now. Um, I will be at 30 degrees on Monday. Oof. So, so we, we, we would have gone from minus three to 30 in about four days. All right. We're, we're going from big duvet to no duvet. Yeah, kind of. The, I, well, um, evenings will probably be, by our standards, quite cool. I might have the little silk duvet. <laughs> this little thin one that goes sort of summer. Anyway, uh, back to the, uh, the, the world of privilege. Um, so uh, because I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, uh, my, my pocket carry is pretty minimal. Um, I have a pocket notebook, a mm-hmm. uh, field notes or some such. And uh, whatever my my sort of EDC pen of the day is, which will probably be a Coeco Sport, but I have a couple of other pocket pens as well. Mm. That's kind of it. Those Coeco Sports are always good, aren't they? Yeah, well, I love the metal ones, but I quite like the plasticky ones too. It's funny, I, I really prefer the metal ones. So I, I have a pocket carry that I want to talk about. First thing I have, and I don't know if you have anything like this, Stu, a waterproof zipper pouch that keeps all of my pens. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I've got stuff like that for when I go hiking, but um, I don't generally use it for pens. I had a Kaveco decide it didn't want to seat its um, cartridge anymore. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a beautiful blue stain through my jeans. Luckily, it was water, it was uh, washable, so it came out. But um, yes, for so I, I bought this waterproof zipper pouch, so I keep everything in a zipper. So inside my waterproof zipper couch, I keep all kinds of neat stuff. I have a Midori bullet pencil. Mm-hmm. I keep a Fisher space pen because, well... You know, there's sometimes that you need to write that you just can't use a fountain pen. Always, you know, if somebody needs a pen, I have something that I can give them because mm. I do not want to pass on a fountain pen. I don't know if you have that. People write and they they press so hard on the nib that it just scares me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, yeah, I'm not as nice as you. You see, this is where the legendary niceness of Canadians comes in. Oh, people say, have you got a pen? No. <laughs> That's how it works for me. All right. Um, I usually carry a Caveco Ale Sport. Uh, I don't have a lot of the plastic ones. I have uh, all the metal ones, Mm -hmm. various colors, and that kind of rotates with me depending on where it goes. See above comment as to why I like them, but also hate them at the same time. And wear a waterproof zipper pouch because I don't want to have ink all over my legs. Sure. Uh, I carry a little pen knife in there just for sharpening the pencil, which is as close to hashtag EDC as we're going to get today. <laughs> exactly. And who's the, who's the knife by? Uh, it's a Harley Davidson pen knife. Okay. Very good. Because of course I'm that kind of geek, uh, which means I paid too much for it because HD stands for a hundred dollars. You can't go into a Harley Davidson dealership and not spend a hundred dollars. <laughs> It's the same in golf clubs. Mm. Can I have a key ring, please? Ah, yes, it's got the logo on it. Um, well, I carry, if I am carrying a knife, which I don't carry often, but if I am, then I'm carrying an Opinel, uh, which is a, as a French brand. Uh, it's been around forever. Um, and it's just a simple pen knife with a wooden handle, and it has a little collar that you turn, which kind of locks the blade, as Ooh, it were. Lovely. They're very nice pens. I have very pens, very nice knives. Uh, perfect for sharpening pens. <laughs> well, actually, I think they're more made for, you know, cutting yourself some bread, a bit of cheese, and, <laughs> you know. Ah, okay. All right. Apparently, I'm doing it wrong. Um, I also, uh, do you do you just stick your field notes in your pocket, or do you carry it in anything? Uh, I do have uh, covers, and, and it doesn't matter how often I try, I always end up going back to carrying them naked. Mm except the high, high summer when it, when it gets really, really hot here and I need to do something to stop the sweat destroying it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I usually use a, it's funny, I've carried this for many years. It's a Maker's South who unfortunately closed up shop, uh, but they were a little leather maker out of the US. 
and they made some little pocket journal cases. It's like a, uh, a little slip. So you slip the field notes in through the top, mm -hmm. but it holds it really, really secure. And it's great for notes, receipts, anything like that. You can stick it in the back of the field notes and it keeps it all together. Yeah. And then just because I'm a geek, remember the field notes? I can't remember what edition it was. They had a bottle opener for subscribers. Mm, yeah, I remember. I was a subscriber at the time. Uh, what was it? Was it one of those yellow ones? With it the was a yellow rulers? one. Yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, we'll have yeah. to figure that. And out. And the funny graph paper. Yep. Yep. Um, that's the one. Uh, I still have that, just because you never know when you're going to be out and need to op open a bottle of beer. I still have that on on my keyring. And I also have a brass pencil sharpener on my key ring as well. One of those Mobius and Rupert brass bullets. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever used those. Uh, uh, yeah, they're very um, uh, robust little sharpeners, aren't they? Yeah. And surprisingly, it doesn't catch on a lot of stuff either for a pocket carry pencil sharpener that's just attached to my key ring. It's not covered in anything. It's just loose. But wow, it's it's quite durable. It doesn't snag your pants or anything like that. And I just always have a pencil sharpener on me because I'm a nerd. <laughs> Field notes utility. That was the uh, that the was it. yes. All right. Anyway, that's that's my daily carry that goes with me everywhere. Oh wow! But then the question comes up, Stu. What do we do when we go to an office, a meeting, a coffee shop, whatever it is? Do you have a particular bag or do you do like I do venture through different bags? <laughs> yeah, this, um, there was, a um, I, I do another podcast monthly called 1857, which used to be weekly. And there was one episode where I think I ran for about two and a half hours just on bags. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't collect them as such, which is perhaps why they weren't mentioned in, in the weeks previously, but I do seem to have rather a lot of them. So I was looking, uh, well, when, when we'd settled on this as an episode, I was sort of looking this week thinking, right, what am I going to take with me next time I go traveling? So for meetings, when I'm sort of here or, um, you know, sort of home base as it were, and I'm just jumping in the car to go and meet someone. Then I have a leather briefcase, um, a sort of soft leather briefcase, uh, by Barber, um, who makes sort of wax jackets. That's their sort of thing. Um, and it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's very soft. It's not very user friendly, um, in that it opens with buckles. Uh, and they're real genuine buckles. So you Oh, they're not the magnetic clips that you pull off and look like buckles. <laughs> no, you're not getting in there quickly. Uh, so it is a case of, oh, hello. Yes, good to be. Just wait a second. I'm just going to open my briefcase and get my stuff out. And then we can talk. But it's, it's very, very nice. Uh, it's classic, very classy. Um, it, it does have a shoulder strap. Uh, but I think if you actually used the shoulder strap in the UK, you'd probably be arrested. Um, what one does not use a shoulder strap with a bag like that. Simply not done, old boy. It's a bit like wearing, uh, well, brown shoes in the city. Just no, don't do it. There you are. There's a little bit of sort of British class for you that, that simply you would be, be frowned upon, Justin. Um, so I carry that oh, around. I'm going to be so frowned upon on this episode. <laughs> for um for sort of meetings but when i'm traveling it all changes do, do you have a meeting a meeting case a meeting bag yeah well yes i do um and it's funny because my meeting bag is pretty much exactly what you don't want i have I've got three bags that I kind of rotate through depending on what it is. Okay. The more serious meetings, I have a Canadian made leather bag. There's a company out here called Roots. It is very Canadian. Okay. And they make some absolutely wonderful leather goods. And I have a couple of those. I have a serious looking briefcase. It is in sort of that tan brown color which is really, really soft, absolutely lovely. 
I do wear it, you know, I, I, I wear the matching brown shoes that go with it, Stu. So, you know, I, I'm no good in England. But no, 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 I don't want to be confused here. There's nothing wrong with brown shoes. It, it, it's a little bit rakish, a little bit roguish, a little bit European, but not in the city. Now, by the city, I mean the square mile. And by the square mile, I mean the little part of London that's traditionally where merchant banks are and the stock market, um, where, where they have all sorts of weird and wacky sort of rules about what one can and can't wear. But I'm looking at I'm looking at your bag. This bag, you see, is made to have a shoulder strap. That looks right because mm-hmm. it's a sort of satchel. It is a satchel. It 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 usually has a shoulder strap. Usually similar matching shoes and a belt because, well, I'm, I'm that classy. I match, I match things together. I go matchy-matchy, Stu. Oh, you'd, pr- you'd probably be taken for an Italian if you're in London. Uh, actually, yeah, probably if, if I dress up like this. Though, you know, the bald head and gray beard uh, maybe kind of ruins the look. Yeah. Uh, Northern Italian, Northern Italian, Milanese, perhaps, Torinese. Um, it's, it's a lovely one. It's professional, but it's still casual. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't do a lot of, uh, you know, corporate um, meetings with bankers and stuff like that. And if I do, well, I, I like to throw them all off by showing up with tattoos and, uh, sure. you know, uh, screwing everybody up a little bit. But, you know, th- this is kind of my meeting bag. Um, which is, it's, it's a lovely bag. There's links to roots in the show notes. So please check it out and see. They do look very nice. Well, that one looks very nice. I haven't looked at the other one. I'm just, you know, talk about yourself. So I'm going to have a look at your, your second roots bag, which is for what? Well, so I have the professional looking briefcase. The other one is more like a messenger briefcase. And unfortunately it's discontinued at the moment. So it is similar to the one that I've got in the show notes. It's a sort of a messenger bag Uh that just has one fold over the top. It's got a zipper along the top and one big piece that folds over. It's, it's definitely more European than Canadian. Uh, and it is in actually the same Brown as the leather briefcase. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's absolutely lovely. I use that. That is my analog bag as, as, ge- as geeky as that sounds, the bigger bag usually takes tech in it. This is my analog bag that usually has notebooks and pens and whatever. We're going to talk about all the stuff that tends to go in there as well. Mm-hmm. But this is one in the days that I used to go and sit in a coffee shop. You remember those days Stu? vaguely mm. um i would love to get back to those but anyway we'll we'll get there soon i hope this is my analog bag that i take doesn't have a lot of tech in it it's just really a creative bag for me that i can sit and i can read it makes me feel very you know all i need is a beret to go with this yep and i'll, I'll be right there as the aspiring writer yeah, well there we go i mean there's a lot to be said for a beret i'm very fond of a beret I do, I do like hats. That's there's another episode for us one day. But anyway, um, well, for for my travelling, um, I've been looking at what I'm going to take with me to the UK. So to give some context, because proper bag geeks will need context, I'm going to be travelling hand luggage only. Oh. Um, my my sort of main bag will be an away carry on. Because, well, I used to listen to podcasts and I, I mean, who hasn't gotten away carry on? <laughs> you used a discount code, huh? I did. Uh, and in fairness, they are good bags. Um, I've I got one for me and one for, for Mrs. L. So that will carry all of my uh, sort of, I'm taking this on the plane, but I don't need to access it stuff. Mm-hmm. If you something to that, I have my clothes and uh, my wash kit and all of that jazz in there. The spare underpants. Yes. Yes. And underpants for every day plus one. Um, and I will have, uh, my sort of, I call it my laptop bag, but it's, it's the tech bag, the work bag, the analog bag all in one, which, uh, first rule, it needs to be able to slip onto the top of the, the wheelie bag Mm. so that I can go one handed through airports. I get really nervous if both my hands are full in airports. I don't know why, but I do. So I, I was going through my, 
my not a collection, big pile of bags and went, Oh, Oh, I haven't seen this one for a long time. Uh, and it's, it's by to me. Um, uh, if it's by to me, it means it costs the, the same as a small house, uh, because they are vastly overpriced, but they're, they're very well engineered bags. And this one is made of ballistic nylon. So I, I think that means it can, you know, stop bullets and stuff. And it's, um, it's a T pass approved bag. So you can zip it all the way open and flap it open so that it's completely flat and, uh, uh, American security likes that apparently. Um, I, I think I tested it once and it failed, but anyway, it, it does open up, uh, allowing you to, to, to pass it through the x-ray machine and for them to see that you haven't got anything dodgy in it. Um, the thing I find with this bag, or I found with this bag, I'm going to give it one more go, is that if you overfill it, which I tend to do, then the pockets outside the zips, which are very high quality zippers, you know, big rugged things, um, putting your hand into one of those pockets becomes lethal. You start cutting yourself and uh, it's just, oh, it's just hard. And the, the, the antithesis of the two beautiful soft leather bags you just you just showed um it's it's like a really tough rough tough and macho bag but it has all sorts of great little pockets and gadgets and everything that i would ideally like to use if i could just resist the temptation to let my wife put i don't know her sweater in it or whatever it is she decides is surplus to requirements for 15 seconds Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm planning to travel with because it then converts, you know, it has a shoulder strap. It's quite small. And so I can take it around town because I'm going to the UK for about a week. I'm going to be in three or four different places. And there will be quite a lot of sort of walking around with this on my shoulder. So I want it to be quite small. So I don't want to arrive at meetings as sort of hot, sweaty mess, having carried 15 kilos of unnecessary weight. Uh, so that's going to be my choice for this trip. I think it's discontinued, but there's a there's a, a link in show notes that takes you to a pretty accurate description of what it is. It's one of these. Hmm. Very cool. I haven't uh, seen these before, so very black, very professional looking. It's yeah, this is the corporate Cobra bag, this one. Um, and it, you find this at uh, European airports. Um, I, I think I bought mine online because it's, I've got it. If you look at the, the picture, you'll see there's a, um, uh, a little thing that you can get, uh, not embossed, personalized. So I have my initials. I have free personalization. Yeah, I have my initials there, which is very important. <laughs> and it's, it's actually a pretty versatile bag. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's not very me, to be honest, but I've, I've always wanted. Well, that's because it has a shoulder strap. Well, no, for the right bag, shoulder straps are good. But the thing I find with my other sort of alternative, the bag that nearly made the cut, Justin, nearly made it, was a Timbuktu Messenger. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, they are very similar to your sort of, uh, what did you call it? The the um the lighter weight one from oh, i'm just going back the, the messenger messenger cervino eh, it's even in italian <laughs> it's a similar sort of design on the inside but the problem i have with this is it's so capacious that very quickly it ends up being not a sort of slim line messenger bag gracefully draped over my shoulder but a sort of massive ball that is weighing me down from one side. And so I walk with a lilt. Mm. Um, I, I have no discipline when it comes to bags. So, you know, my wife will say, oh, I'm just going to buy this. I'm just going to buy that. Yeah, okay, I'll put it in the bag. I'll put it in the bag. I'll put it, uh, hang on. I can't actually get through the doorway because the bag is so big. Mm. Do you ever use a backpack or are you always into messengers and, and such? Briefcases. I'm happy to wear uh, backpacks. Um, I do a lot of hiking. I wear them for that. Um, and sort of non-work trips. Is there such a thing anymore? But a non-work trip, no problem. But if I'm wearing a suit, then no, I won't wear a backpack because it destroys the line of the jacket. Mm. 
See, things that you, I haven't thought about for a couple of years. Wearing a suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to make one <laughs> to wear one at the moment, but the, the theory is still there. Mm. Have you ever tried the Baron Fig slimline backpacks that they have? No, I've got one of the um, Baron Fig little things. There you go. That's that's probably not the product name. I'm just frantically looking it up. Um, they made smaller bags. Like a little messenger bag? No, it's like a little baby backpack. Uh goes over one shoulder. So almost a sling. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I don't think they do it anymore by the looks of it. Mm. But it was a it's a tiny little thing. And it was, as you said before, it was the kind of analog carry so i couldn't actually fit a laptop in it i couldn't fit an ipad pro in it but i could fit uh, a notebook and you know bits and pieces of stationery uh but yeah it's, it's never enough to travel i could only ever use it really in the uk have you used one of their their slimline backpacks well that is actually my sort of go-to when i go to the office now okay is i actually throw a backpack on there because most of the time, you know, if I'm going into the office, which is not particularly local, I want to carry as much stuff as I can. This, even though it's a slimline, so it's not like one of these big bulky ones that sticks off your back and, you know, stops you going through doorways. Uh, this is a very slim one. I could put my laptop in there. I could put a few things in there. But sort of as you were saying, you know, the temptation to put too much stuff in there is quite limited because this is a very, very thin backpack, which is ideal for sort of what you need when you're going to an office in a more informal environment. Mine is gray, so it's not particularly obtrusive. It, it's, it's just subtle, um, but I like it. I've got, uh, you know, uh, standard sort of cables and things like that that just live in there. Mm -hmm. I've got an extra mouse that lives in there because, well, we know I can't uh, live without a mouse <laughs> um and it's it's just a, a a nice little thing that i like it because if i'm if i'm going away from here you know uh, again just a reminder that my work is about a four and a half five hour drive depending on the traffic it is something that i'm usually carrying a backpack full of clothes and i've got a backpack with technology and that's all i'm trying to do is stay sort of uh, as as little as possible I can throw in sort of a bullet journal. I can throw in some pens and I, I don't feel like I've got everything stuck into one backpack, which drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, it looks like a nice little bag looking at it online anyway. Mm, yeah, it is. It's, it's not too big. It's, you know, I think, uh, using, what is it? The, um, fairy tale thing. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. Perfect. So what goes in these bags? Uh, do you want to start? Okay, well, I'll talk about uh, my travel one. Um, in my my sort of business one, it'll, you know, because I'm going out for an hour, there, there won't be much in there at all. But if I'm traveling, and this is, uh, maybe the listeners will be able to help me with this one, actually, but this trip, there will be my MacBook Air. Mm. I'm going to put in my iPad Pro, uh, but not necessarily oh. to use um and uh kindle uh which i picked up from your note <laughs> chargers uh for all of the above um it, it's actually i've got one charger that can deal with all of that i was about to say you've got a macbook air you don't need to charge it for a week uh no probably not actually but um i will need to charge my phone and i will need to charge my watch i suspect um so what else? I'll take a pen case. Mm -hmm. um, now, that would normally be uh, a lot be quite true, mm -hmm. or I have some knocks, some of the old knock ones. People will remember those. Uh, before Brad, well, just he had his head turned by a pen company. What can I say? <laughs> uh, I have a pencil case. So that's um, a, I have a Blackwing uh, pencil case, not because I think it's an amazing pencil case. It's a nice pencil case. It's made of canvas and oiled canvas. It's lovely. Uh, but if you are going to carry a Blackwing, you probably need a Blackwing pencil case because they are long. <laughs> uh, 
So this will fit black wings and indeed anything else. Um, but I'd probably take, what would I take? Maybe three pens, uh, ink pens anyway, a couple of pencils, a sharpener and a razor, uh, maybe a little fold away ruler or something, you know, sort of odds and sods of paper clips, yeah, I know, bits and pieces that will go in there. And then, yeah, whatever sort of worky stuff I've got to take paper-wise, uh, and indeed possibly even a book, you know, a real-life book with pages and stuff. Who knows? But the question I'm going to ask, I'll ask it to you and to the listener, um, because they, they need to get a move on because I'm going quite soon. I don't feel I need an iPad Pro because I've got a MacBook Air, and I just find mm -hmm. using a MacBook easier. Um, mm -hmm. The iPad Pro is a lovely machine, uh, it can do an amazing amount of things, except it can't because nobody's written any software for it. What I do need, or what I would like, is, do you remember when iPad was launched? Way back when, Justin, when God was a boy, and you and I were fresh-faced, you had hair probably, and we were, we were sitting there watching Steve Jobs sitting on stage in an armchair, which everybody, I mean, already people, are, he's in an armchair, what's going on? And he pulled out iPad mm -hmm. and started reading it like a like a sort of a copy a copy of Vanity Fair. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want the consumption device that I can use for reading, that I can maybe use to replace the old Kindle there. And if I'm on the the plane, I want to watch a movie. Okay, I can watch a movie on it. And you know, maybe if I want to just read my newsletters or you know, consumption device. I want an iPad. The thing is, I don't know if I want an iPad mini mm. or an iPad Air or even an iPad. Mm. Which one works best? Well, I covet my wife's iPad mini. I got it on release day. You know, she was going through chemotherapy, so I bought it for her as a consumption device that she could, once she was sitting in, in the chair, getting the chemo, she could use it. And I tell you, I look at that and I've been on Apple's website several times. The problem is by the time you start specking it up and adding a, a, a stand or a, a cover and a, a new Apple pencil to it, it gets expensive. And it's subject to Apple's wonderful uh, production delays that is mm. usually six to eight weeks away, which is usually enough of a barrier that I haven't actually pulled the pin on this myself. Mm. Uh, I have a note in the uh, show notes about the Kindle that Stu is also taking. I hate it, but it's convenient, <laughs> um, which is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not a fan of that e-ink. I would much prefer to have something nice. The iPad mini, I think is the perfect consumption device when you are not typing a lot. I think if you're writing or anything on an iPad, then the iPad 11 inches, sort of the best one, but for a consumption device, I'm seeing the way my wife uses it. It is the perfect device that she's on the couch. She's up at the table. She's wherever she goes. Uh, we were sitting outside having a glass of wine the other night. And she's got the iPad mini with her and it is, it's, it's handheld, mm. you know, it's small enough that you can hold, hold it, which with any of the other iPads is getting more and more difficult nowadays. Um, and it's just the, the ideal thing I was just going to say, Stu, you're going to be probably near an Apple store somewhere. In oh London. yeah. I, something is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reason I'm taking the iPad pro, uh, is that I, I intend to get whatever resale they'll give me on that mm. towards whatever I'm going to replace it with. Ah. The thing that's in my mind is still that idea of, you know, reading the economist or, um, the Harvard business review or 2000 AD, whatever you like, is that going to be better on a four ish sized, um, thing? So I always think of an iPad is about the size of the economist. Mm. And I think, oh, that's going to be perfect. That's going to be kind of one for one to the magazine. Um, but then I also think, would I want to lie in bed holding that? Because I read in bed as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or is that just going to be too heavy at that point? Um, at which point I'm, I'm then going back to the Kindle or, or as you, you say, sort of sitting there going, I wish I had an iPad mini. I have the 11 inch iPad pro, mm-hmm. uh, an older one sitting on my desk here. And honestly, it's too big for that kind of reading. It's too heavy. Mm. You, you can, you can do it, but if you sit there for some time, it's going to be uncomfortable. Sure. So that's kind of my opinion on it. Uh, I mean, everybody's going to have their own sort of feeling. Yes. You get a little bit nicer screen with those you get, you know, um, some, some advantages that you can drop it into, uh, I have mine sitting on my desk at the moment in a little keyboard case. That way I can actually, you know, use it to type on if I need to, which the iPad mini you're, unless you carry a separate keyboard, which I wouldn't recommend, it really is just a consumption device. Yeah. The ideal is to have two iPads, but you know, I, I mean, we're, we're back to collections against you. <laughs> No, I mean, I think, you know, if I'm actually working, um, the MacBook Air is perfect. Um, it's, it's my device. I bought the first MacBook Air way back when. That's what brought me to Apple. I, I had an iPhone um, because they were clearly better than the competition at the time. Um, and then I saw the MacBook Air, the, the famous, um, you know, slips inside a, an envelope, a letter-sized envelope, that tiny one. I went, yep, that's for me. Um, and loved them ever since. And this, this M one is just incredible. It's an awesome machine. So I'm definitely going to use that for working. Um, and this will be purely for, for consumption, for reading, for, uh, you know, maybe watching a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, stro- scrolling through Twitter and finding an American politician to shout at, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, you can't shout for too long because, you know, typing with your thumbs will be a pain. Yeah, exactly. That's why character limits. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I think I'll go in and check the the Apple Apple Store, and I suppose what I really need to understand is the you know does iPad the sort of you know bottom of the range one does that weigh considerably less than a Pro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really going to come down to what you feel comfortable with when you mm. when you're holding it, and you know if you get the advantage of having an Apple Store somewhere nearby. Yeah, I would really recommend it. The, as I say, my, my wife has the, the iPad mini, the new one. It's lovely. I had the old iPad mini and it was fine, but it just got so slow, uh, you know, as you keep upgrading it and eventually a, you know, planned obsolescence or whatever it was, it just became unworkable. Mm-hmm. But this one, certainly I would, I would heartily suggest you look at and see if it works for you or an iPad air, depending on, you know. Yeah, I think we're at a certain age where how far away can you hold it uh, so that you can actually read it or uh, <laughs> without putting your, your re- cheaters on. Sure. Well, they're, they're always with me now, but let's, let's not go down the old man route. Um, so that's what's going to be in mine. What's going to be in yours? So no matter where I go, well, I guess it depends. Uh, laptop for work, um, the 13-inch m1 that i use uh, it's a, a macbook pro is is super wonderful for anything it's light enough that you can carry it anywhere it's the screen's nice enough that you can work on it that's the one advantage to the macbook pro over the macbook air is the screen is a little bit brighter mm-hmm. um, so i use that that goes into my briefcase or into my backpack um If I want to do creative work quite often, I will use an iPad still. So let's say I'm going somewhere and I know I'm not going to be doing jobby job stuff and I I still want to do some technology. I will take the iPad with me. The reason I like that, again, I've got the 11 inch iPad pro. It's a smaller one. It is really, really hard to multitask on that little screen. Mm -hmm. It is the best single function device I've got. So if I open a writing app. I am on that writing app. I'm not distracted by anything else popping up because it's me. I have nothing, you know, else that will interrupt me. I could just sit there and I can write. And that is such a lovely thing for me. So, um, I do, I do that. I still kind of mix back and forth between those. So when we're talking iPad minis, that would actually be an addition to the collection, not a replacement, but you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. uh, Stu and I have already talked. We know that we do that. I'm going to always have some pens with me. 
like Stu, I've I actually I think because of Stu, I picked up the uh, Quattro from Lockbee, which is actually really nice. If I'm going for a regular sort of couple of days, I could put four pens in there. Three of those will be different colors. Two of those will be blue because you never know when you need a different color. If I need more than that, I have the Superior Labor Pen Roll. Light brown. I've got a thing for light brown leather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know what it is because I do matchy-matchy. You know, uh, my my pen roll matches my briefcase, which matches, you know, my, my belt, which matches my shoes. It's crazy. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I tend to put more stuff in that, but I've got a selection of choices there. They... You know, the pen rolls are, are fantastic for being convenient and, and wrapping up and getting the most number of pens for the volume. So you don't end up with a bulky yeah. bag. Sure. I've got an, I've got a knock roll and it's, um, what do they call it? Brass tone. Um, mm -hmm. and it's a very good piece of kit as well. What, what about paper? What do you take for notebooks? Paper usually will be whatever I'm using. So my daily driver is generally a Leuch term. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, at the moment, I'm using the Bullet Journal 2, which is my daily planner. Mm -hmm. That will sit in a superior labor leather portfolio in light brown. Surprise, surprise. Because, you know, again, let's go with the theme here. Uh, so I, I keep that in there. I usually will have some Japanese paper, a Midori or something similar to that. Uh, that is in a different brown leather cover that I got from a maker online. I don't remember who that was. I've had it for some while, but it's, it's posh. It's like Stu's bag. It has my initials on it. Yeah. Wow, very nice. And, and that's sort of where my daily journal goes. Uh, sometimes if I'm going a little more lightweight, I have the Lockbee field journal, which is lovely because it has Tomoe River notebooks filled in there. And again, I think that was something that Stu got me to spend money on because, well, he talks about nice things and I like them and I buy them because privilege. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of varies on what I'm actually doing, where I'm going, how much time I'm going to have, you know, how much time is jobby job stuff, work stuff, or is going to be a little bit of relaxing time that I get to write for me. So, uh, how about you? What do you use for paper? Uh, well, I was, um, in terms of, it depends which client I'm seeing or which jobby job I'm doing. Cause I've got a few mm. and I was just actually looking at one that I think I'll probably be taking with me. And I'm just trying to find a link for it, but, um, for the company that I'm doing quite a lot of work with. Uh, I use, I don't know why this happened, but I use a Baron Fig Confidant. Um, and I've been through about four of them now, <laughs> um, where, um, I just find them They're They're not brilliant with fountain pens, but they're okay. They're all right. Um, and I have a series of them now, so it, it would feel wrong <laughs> to be using a different notebook. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. um, it sort of fits for that company, um, for my uh, the sort of consultancy company, um, looking at the bag that I've got and listening to you, matchy, matchy boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I've just, I've just put a, a link in it's from Smithson and I've linked to the Navy one foolishly, but I have the black version, which is, it's a writing folder. Ooh, lovely. Um, so you just, you just unzip it. Um, and you have these, beautiful um blue paper notebooks uh that you buy for it from smithson and i mean they are gorgeous smithson of bond street uh ladies and gentlemen don't go there if you're price sensitive this is one thing i would suggest to you <laughs> but, but if you like uh really 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 top end nice stationery this stuff is gorgeous everything they make is very very nice um and that's what would go in that that black ballistic bag i think would have that in it with a couple of blue notebooks inside because it's got the little space to put the you know your business cards and all of that good jazz as well so that would be my sort of corporate cobra stuff i think i'm just looking at the paper for this though Stu. 
Mm. It's bond. It's bond paper with a watermark. Oh uh, no. Okay, then I'll sh- I'll look out the the notebooks that I use in it. Oh, because these are lovely, absolutely lovely watermark tear off pages. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I'm I'm getting all excited here. Just looking at yeah, those. they are they are tear off pages. Are they? I, I can't see them at the moment. Are they um, uh, side bound, uh, ring bound, ring bound? Yes, spiral bound. Yes, yeah, those are the ones. Uh, th- they are as good as they look. <laughs> They're just absolutely lovely, um, but. Uh, not the cheapest notebook that you'll ever find, as I think I may have mentioned once or twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, oh well, where was I? Yes, and you can get all your business cards and all that stuff. But I also take my um, uh, my daily driver, whatever that might be at the moment. So for me, that is going to be a Rodeo right now, I think. Yeah, Rodeo Goldbook. Um and I made, well, I will take my journal, which is for me is the Stalogy 365, mm. um, which lives inside a Lockby, lives inside a Lockby uh, field journal, which is a sort of bit more rugged, a bit more sort of brown canvasy stuff. But you know, taking all of these, I'm going to need a bigger bag. Just what am I going to do? Oh no. You see, I'm, I'm back to all the problems that I had before. So I would, I would. I will, not I would, <laughs> I will have to make some sort of decision mm. about rationalizing what I take. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, because if we take all of those big um, journals, then it ends up filling everything. I was about to say, there's going to be no room for your wife's sweater when she gives it to you to put <laughs> into your, uh, your bag there. Mm. So I imagine what I would do is I would have something like the writing folder and probably the uh, the journal, because I think the journal is important. And both of those have plenty of little pockets and slips where I can put index cards and all the other things that I use. Ooh. Wow. Uh, but yes, Smith's, Smithson of Bond Street. That's um, if, you're, if you're buying for uh, some sort of stationary person, <laughs> um, this is probably the place to look if you, if you, if you love them very much. Uh, so that rate writing folder is £395, which is going to be about 500 us i would suggest um that's before shipping um i think they might have an american store though i'm not sure but they might do mm. probably say smithson's on wall street instead of bond street <laughs> um yeah they're there you can also find them in airports they're at heathrow and stuff what's an airport Stu? Yes, indeed. Well, it's going to be it's going to be a place of great mystery for me. I would imagine I would be standing there going, "How do you work these places?" Particularly as you know, we're we're getting on planes and COVID numbers are going bananas. But that's a whole another episode. Mm. Scary stuff. Last last time I was on a plane, believe it or not, I was actually thinking about this was twenty eighteen. So it's it when I when I finally get on the plane, it's you know the it's just going to be such a weird thing for me to get back on it. So yeah, well, um, the last time we came on, um, fortunately to distract me, my wife had developed agonizing back pain, which was soon going to turn into six months of being bedbound. But before all of that happened, I remember very, very starkly being at Rome Airport, looking at lots of people in masks going, what are these guys doing? And now you're going to probably be the one in the mask. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to be the, probably the only one in the mask. It seems to be that everybody's going, yeah, I'll be fine. Mm, my mother's vulnerable. <laughs> Out here, uh, airports or airlines still, I think, have a mask restriction, but uh, mm-hmm. nobody else does. It's, uh, you know, the, the virus has got the memo, I think. Oh, well, that's, that's good news, at least. Right. Well, I think we may, may have covered, uh, covered off notebooks and travels and bags and Oh, I, th- I think I'm more anxious than when I started, Justin. No, I'm, I'll be all right. I know what I'm taking there. Mm, that's good. See, I'm looking at it and already thinking about uh, how much this episode might have cost me. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're on the Smithson site, then it's not going to be cheap, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I've still got that tab, tab open here, Stu. That's, that's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, welcome to my world. Uh, no more collections. No more collections. Isn't that what we said? 
Oh, wow. So any takeaways, uh, because you're, you're off on a trip. So, uh, anything you've got as a takeaway from here? Uh, yeah, I think definitely the, uh, the little Smithson, uh, writing folder, that's going to be good. And then the, um, the journal in the lock that that's going to keep all of my paper and index cards and all that stuff into two sort of very manageable packages. I think that with my, uh, it stuff is going to fill that bag nicely. Um, I'll just pretend to my wife I can't put anything in it because it's got, I don't know, plutonium in it or something, and everything will be fine. So I'm feeling I'm feeling comfortable about my stationary EDC for my next trip, Wonderful. which was my aim. Excellent. What about you? What's your uh, takeaway? You know, it was funny. I, I really hadn't realized how much I had got out of EDC. And I've kind of sort of gone back to my standard stuff, but... When the world opens up and I start traveling or start going somewhere again, even if it's just to a coffee shop, I'm really going to have to sit down and get all my stuff together. Luckily, I've kind of got a bunch of things that just go in a bag, whether it's going to work or going to an office or perhaps going on a plane. But I, until we went through this process, I really hadn't thought about it. Um, even such things as business cards. I don't know where mine are. Um, because, well, I haven't traveled. I haven't met anybody. So, you know, weird things that you got to think about post COVID world opening up EDC, mm. the world has changed too. It probably has, you know, are, are we, it's, it's, it's a different world, but anyway, I'm going to have to really think about EDC a little bit more and, and pare mine down. I think I've got a good setup still. I'm pretty comfortable with all the items that I've got, but you know, maybe I need a packing list back to uh, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've got an app for it. That I do. All right, Stu, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, best places to find me are at stuartlennon.com, or you can find me at nerosnotes.co.uk, or getting upset about war uh, at twitter.com slash Lennon. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? You can find me online, justintwyfer.com. You can email us stationaryadjacent at gmail.com or visit our website at stationaryadjacent.com for more information about Stu and myself and links to everything that we do. Please like and review us on your podcast, Catch Your Choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Next topic. Hey, 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 we're going to talk about email again. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.